Hey, yo, what's poppin', people? This is going to be the business vlog. Going to recap all of 2020. What is this, Sal? What the fuck am I watching? I just told you. You're watching the business vlog. And I'm gonna tell you exactly why I'm doing this video. But before I do that, you can see we got all the lights, cameras, actions for your boy right here set up. I'm just gonna hop into my screen so we can take advantage of the vlog through that. So I figured I'd let you know that in the video, the first half of it is like pretty, you know, like accounting based, how much money we made, how we made it, exactly how. I think it's very helpful. There's advice within there for people that wanna be creators or maybe get away from their job that they don't like or just curious in general. But then the second half of it is more so lessons learned, talk about mental health, a good amount, my personal mental health, other people, things like that. Just with the year taught me lessons learned and goals. So if you're somebody that doesn't give a shit about the first half or the second half, that's just to let you know that you can skip around a little bit and what to anticipate from the video. So let's get it started. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we have now made it to my computer. We jumped up in this bitch. So now we're going to be breaking down the 2020 year for Vetri Media, a year that was riddled by a bunch of different things, pivoting during the middle of the year, losing sports for a part of the year. And uh, we made a video right during the whole midst of the pandemic. And we started doing these monthly reviews of the business because I enjoyed doing those. And they kind of got out of my grasp by like October, November, December for obvious reasons. If you're in this industry, the workload for the NFL is a motherfucker. It is a lot of goddamn work. So yeah, trying to prep out a video that usually takes, you know, like an hour to prep for, uh, give an outline for it, uh, taking a recording and editing, uploading. It's like a four hour process. So trying to find that four hours to do it at some point during the NFL season, now we're into the playoffs and there's less games is so damn difficult. So now I finally got a chance and I want to just review the entire season. So let me let me start by telling you why I'm actually doing this video and why we've done the videos in the past. If you haven't watched those, we've kind of explained the same thinking and same logic, but just so you're not stumbling upon this video and just going like, look at this dick, look at this asshole. He's just putting up revenue. He's just putting up money that he's made. Who the fuck cares about the money that you made? And honestly, there's a decent chance none of you give a fuck about it, but honestly, that's not why I'm making this video. So the first thing that I have on, I have a little outline over here to document my own journey, right? To learn from myself and really just to look back on. Honestly, it could be cool. In 10 years, now i already looked back probably a month ago at just the videos that i made for the business at the beginning of the pandemic and it's just cool to kind of see the stuff where i was then and say oh we didn't even have these people as a partner yet and then think about that experience of the partnership and just think about some stuff and just oh okay i'm happy that i went about it this way we could talk about the estimates that we made at that point and just always under projecting your revenue and over projecting your expenses and why would you do that because then you're planning for the worst case scenario as much as you can even if you're over projecting and under projecting those situations as uh, maybe extreme as you possibly can you're just always there you're always knowing how much that you should be having saved aside, how much that you can actually budget for marketing, for contractors, for whatever else you might need. So at the end of the day, these videos are really just for me personally to document my own journey, to have on here as an archive instead of just putting them on a, a thumb drive somewhere that I'll probably lose it or break. Just have them up here on YouTube, nice little secure vault to have it in. But then also on here as well, help others, right? There's people out there right now that are small scale, scale creators. There are people out there that don't know the sides of business and business savviness, if you will, that come along with potentially being a full-time creator yourself if you're an independent. And then there's just people out there who are interested in the business of content, right? They might not even be creators. They might just own some content businesses and they're not creators themselves, but they like to just see the small scale side of it. And yes, internet money is a real thing. There's a lot of upside. If you are an expert in anything, I'm actually going to probably try and reach out to one of my friends who knows a lot about the MMA and UFC, because if you have expert knowledge and it doesn't even have to be the top 1%, if you have more knowledge than the average person and you feel confident in that knowledge and it's good knowledge and not just bullshitting it, if you have that type of knowledge, there is a platform for you on the internet. There is, because there's a group of people that are going to like whatever you were talking about and they're going to like it enough as long as you have somewhat of a personality and good information and whatever it might be jokes whatever it could be 
they're going to like it enough to actually want to support whatever you're doing, whether it's buying a hoodie or merch, whether it's signing up for a subscri subscription service, whether it is believing in the sponsors and affiliates that you are bringing to them are actually going to bring them value in some sort of way and enjoyment. So yeah, trying to help other people out through whatever we discussed throughout this video is another reason why I make it. I make it for my own journey. I make it for something to look back on, helping other people out and just kind of closure, right? Closure to the 2020. It's a nice thing for me to kind of wrap it up. Obviously paying taxes is one closure to that year, but another type of closure as well, just kind of get all my thoughts in, in, in a line, get my goals out there as well. It's a kind of closure to the year. And I guess another interesting one and something that I didn't expect to actually be when I made my first video, the one that's pinned up to my profile right now, we'll probably keep that one over this one there, but we'll see. It's pinned up as my YouTube main video, at least as of this recording. Uh, something that I got from that was a couple of current partners that we made during the pandemic and, and, and sponsors and other people that reached out to me said, Hey, I watched the video in your trailer. They didn't really know much about me. If somebody's reaching out for the first time, their friends tell them, Hey, this is might be somebody that you should partner up with for your business, for your fantasy football belts business, right? Selling belts. We wanted to try and get some advertisement in on your channel, something like that. I'm just making some shit up right now. But if they come over to my channel and they're just watching my videos, like, Hey, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about, about fantasy football. Let's try to get into some, some contract negotiations or just some discussions with him. But if they come over and they see that the first video is pretty business oriented, it shows like, okay, this guy's legit. This guy did not just wake up and he started creating content with no actual path to it. He has a structure in place and a business in place. This guy's legit. If we're going to be putting our chips on this guy who knows what he's doing, he's bringing proven stuff to other sponsors and stuff like that. And we see it through in this throughout this video, the way that he articulates himself, whatever it is, uh, we're going to put our chips in that bucket. Or we're going to put our chips in the mystery of, okay, this other person's content's good, but we have no idea what their business strategy is. We have no idea anything about them from a, a business savvy standpoint, a finance standpoint, whatever it might be. So moving into what my estimates were for this year, we made this video right at the beginning of the pandemic. It's the one that's pinned up on my profile right now. And I just, I just ended up writing down the numbers for it. Maybe I could pop them up on the screen. The revenue that I expected was just a tad under $200,000. Revenue is not profit. It is how much money you bring in for sales before your expenses, before taxes. That number that I projected for, again, I was under projecting revenue and over projecting expenses, which when we get to the expenses, we'll have to talk about that a little bit, but $199,844.93 was my projection based off of each little category, sponsors, affiliates, monthly subscriptions and yearly subscriptions, any type of one-off work, things like that. And then contractor work, some other stuff as well. My expenses, I only put 7,521. Uh, during this process, I, I kind of figured out some reasons why my expenses weren't as high as they should be. They're still very low. We can talk about that, but I had some indirect expenses that I wasn't direct and indirect that I wasn't accounting for. We can talk about that in a second. And I was projecting a profit of $192,323. On the screen behind me is as of right now, I mean, once I get my 1099s, I'll probably be off by a couple of dollars here and there. But as of right now, what I currently have made for 2020 and what I assume that is going to be the final number for the role of my tracking and all of my accounting on my own. And what those numbers are, $272,000.84 in revenue. The expenses much higher, $50,000 higher than what I was talking about, $56,976. And then the profit was $215,000. $108. So the profit was higher than we expected, which is good uh, because we overprojected and underprojected and we just had a good end of the year. The main thing was the NFL season actually played. The NFL season is by far a massive moneymaker. It might be 50% of my revenue if I ended up actually doing the math there. And we could break down into the revenue streams in a second, but I do want to talk about the expenses because I projected $7,000, $7,500 in expenses, but the expenses were actually almost $5,700. Why is that? Well, I maxed out. Well, I didn't max out. I put a healthy chunk into a retirement account, a SEP that I might transition into a solo 401k. I have to talk uh, some more. I think my accountant and finance guy are going to be talking this week, but $30,000 were put into there. So really, really it is deductible. So what that means is I really had $26,000 in expenses. That's still higher than the 7,000 I projected. So why is that the case? I didn't end up buying anything massive. I bought some new lights, a new mic. So that's like, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars, total things like that. But I wasn't accounting for the platform fees that Patreon was taking out. I was accounting for them mentally, right? Basically what I was doing was just taking the gross profit I was making from Patreon and just putting that on my revenue list and not putting any of the expenses. But really what I should be doing was taking the revenue, the total money that Patreon was making, and then the total they were taking away from me, 2% for processing, 5%, I believe, 2% processing, 
processing, you're going to get that anywhere and 5% from their platform fees, which that 5% started to become big as we started to grow this year. So that's why I'm actually in the process of moving over to a WordPress site. If you are a current patron, don't worry, everything will be smooth. We'll be having a process probably hopefully rolled out within the next couple of months. But yes, just, just kind of accounting for uh, the, the Patreon costs, just so I can actually see that number and be like, okay, we, we don't need to be paying five figures to Patreon to host our stuff at this point. It was really good early on when they were only taking 5% of like the thousand dollars I was making a month, but we don't need to do it now when we're making uh, close to $20,000 a month and some months more than that on Patreon right now. So that's another little thing. So that, that's basically the revenue, the profit, the expenses, where some of those expenses are coming from and why they're different. But to break down into the revenue streams and to really touch on why creators, if you're an individual, if you're working for another company and thinking about becoming an individual creator, why there's a lot of value here, especially in the market that I'm working in. Maybe you're, you're joining in from another type of industry or you're really just a friend of mine. You don't really know what I do um, or to, in depth. I work in a fantasy sports and gambling industry and the gambling industry is booming. Uh, casinos are giving out literally like tens of millions of dollars for free on free bets sometimes just to acquire customers. So that's how much that they care about their marketing, right? They're giving out that much money. It is something that I think is going to be sticking around for a couple of years. And it's, I mean, long-term it's going to be here. People are going to continue to sports bet for years, but in terms of how much they're going to dish out up front, a couple more years, they're going to try and win over these customers. And if you just so happen to be a, a creator, a content creator, especially if you're an independent content creator, not having to split with four other people, not having to split with a company of like 100 or 200 people, depending on the situation you're in, you're in a really good spot. So you can see right now, I have it filtered through my revenue streams. Monthly and yearly subs is by far my highest one that makes up uh, in terms of revenue right around like 60, 55% of the revenue. So that's just like actually people who are supporting me via Patreon, some other subscription stuff that I do as well. But then we have a lot of affiliates, right? Affiliate one and affiliate two made up almost 57, about $58,000 worth of stuff. And I use some courses. I use the draft guide to kind of push people through those. You sign up for the draft guide. It only costs you 10 bucks instead of like the hundred dollar price in the draft guide only costs you 10 bucks because if you sign up for my affiliate one or affiliate two, well then bam, you ended up having yourself a $90 savings and everybody wins there. The, uh, the affiliate gets a sign up. I get the commission, which was like probably 50 to a hundred dollars, whatever it might be for the specific affiliate. And then the people get the discount instead of having to pay a hundred dollars on the site, they only have to pay $10 for whatever the minimum deposit is for that affiliate. So it's just sort of marketing. It works out very well. You can see the YouTube ad revenue, which is never going to be high. YouTube, you only get like 40% or 50% somewhere around there. Maybe it's 60% of your ad revenue. It's actually relatively high in this industry. Like most people with my following and the way that they're set up, you might only see like, I don't know, maybe half a third of that number. A lot of people only get paid like a dollar or two per thousand views. I usually get on average like eight to 12. So like $10 per thousand views, just because my audience is predominantly like literally if I go into my YouTube analytics, 99.9% male that are currently between the ages of like 25 and 55 looking to spend money because they're looking at gambling and fantasy sports, daily fantasy sports content, right? Where you have to spend money to actually play and be in stake there. So other sponsorships and stuff like that, sponsorships along the way. So the reason I separated by affiliates and sponsorships, affiliates are, if I send you somebody, I get a certain amount. The affiliates are not paying up front. They're not saying, Hey, Sal, we'll give you $500 to have an ad read in this video. That's what sponsors are doing. They're saying, Hey, Sal, we'll buy three spots in your video for a thousand dollars, something like that. Whereas affiliates, you just get it based on who you bring them. So it's different types of structure. Sponsorships are more of a brand play. Affiliates are just more of trying to get as many people to their site play. So that's kind of what you're seeing there. Guest appearances, whether that's awesome or some other spots, that's a revenue stream for me. So this is some other spots down here. I separated it. Draft guide, non-affiliate sales, a little over $3,000. So we made a draft guide this year. We probably made total on the draft guide somewhere around like 20,000 to 25,000. First year doing the draft guide went very well, but you're only going to see 3000 there. Cause those are the people who went to the site and bought it. Those aren't the people who went through an affiliate, which is probably in this case, affiliate number two, that you can see on the screen of about $23,000. Then you can see course, non-affiliate sales, right? So we had the exact same stuff for a course. We made a course for the NFL daily fantasy. Some people just bought it on the site. That course I made almost two years ago. Now I'm going to update it for this upcoming season and make a new one, but almost two years ago, and it still made us $2,500 just by people going there and signing up for it. It's like a $90 course. It's 10 hours of videos, plus a bunch of other stuff that I put in there, like downloadables, a bunch of written articles. It's, it's very valuable in my opinion, if you're trying to get into this space and learn about it. And just off of people going to that site, and I don't even call it out anymore. It's just like in my LinkedIn thing, 
or my, my link tree. It's in my link tree, which is like something you click on. You can see all of the stuff. You can go to my Twitter, my YouTube, my podcast courses is at the bottom of it. And then it's in a lot of my descriptions. So that's just from people just organically finding it. I might've plugged it like here and there in a live stream. If people ask about if I have a course or anything, but I really don't actively plug it or make it the sponsor of shows. And that's also just the money that came from that just through people signing up on the site. Again, affiliates, people could have gone through for that as well. Another sponsorship sponsor five is something that I just started, I believe like a month ago. So that's why that's going to be low, but we started that about a month ago, one off contract work. Some people have reached out to me. Hey, Sal, can you make a video for this? Explaining this? Um, it'll take like an hour of your time. We'll edit it. So we had that this year. I try and stay away from those now though, because they end up taking a little bit more time than I desire. And what I've realized is that whenever you're working with any type of corporate company, they are slow as fuck. I'm a one person band. So I can at least come out there and be like, all right, you know what we're going to be doing today? We're going to be answering our emails on time. We're going to be answering our emails. All right, we can answer them the next day, if not the day of, uh, or at least within that week, not like three months later, having to poke the person so much time to actually answer an email. So I usually don't take those on as much because I know that, okay, it might only take an hour of my work, but then I have to wait uh, a month just to get some answers out of people in terms of how the payment is. If this is a good final copy, then sometimes they'll be like, oh no, we need an edit. And that's another like two weeks and the payment doesn't come for a month. So I got to wait like two and a half months to make like 500 bucks. It's just not worth it for me in the long run. Right. So we did some of those stuff, but I'm probably going to pipe down on those uh, one-off contract works, make a video here and there. I just don't really enjoy doing it personally. If I don't enjoy doing it, that's going to be something when I talk about just lessons learned and my goals, I'm just not going to do anything that I really don't enjoy this year. And then towards the bottom of it, you have an affiliate, another affiliate on there that wasn't much. They're, they're probably just an affiliate that I had from like two, three years ago. I don't even think I've worked with them in two years, but I still get lifetime stuff from them. So a nice little 260 bucks for the season, uh, paying for some of my other expenses. And then merch, we started merch in December and the previous vlog, if you haven't watched it, vlog number four, uh, we started merch in December and we basically at this point have come to a point where we've broken even on how much it costs to, to fuel the merch store. And now everything after this will basically be profit at that point. That merch number, yeah, that's updated for December, January. We've had more sales, but obviously this is 2020. So what you're seeing here, I'll just kind of break down into it before I want to talk about my lessons learned goals. And if you ever have any questions, you can reach out to me on Twitter. I do have my DMs open. I actually open them for people with like mental health issues. A lot of stuff was rough and going on. There was a good amount of people that reached out, some people in some dark situations. So hopefully those guys are doing well, probably follow up with them now I'm actually thinking about this today. But there's also been a ton of people just answering, asking me fantasy questions or betting quicks, picks and stuff like that. I just don't answer those. Like I, I don't have the time to be answering those types of questions. But if you want to reach out for any business uh, advice or anything like that, a lot of times people will reach out and just be like, hey, Sal, I'm a, co a college student doing this and this. And I would like to be in the position that you're in. My, my advice is just read books, honestly. But it's not scalable for me to one-on-one -on -one coach people, right? I personally cannot be taking on 10 clients. My time would be dead. I'd be dead. It's just not a scalable endeavor when you have to be uh, directly there being the person in charge. You can't scale that up to have a thousand clients. You just can't. Your, your max is probably like 10 clients. And even then you're probably dragging yourself. So it's not a scalable business. So that doesn't make too much sense from my perspective. I understand why people would want that, but it doesn't make too much sense. It's also not something I'm really interested in either. But just to break down into some stuff, my investments in taxing. So I've basically right now after this year, I put $7,000 into a housing account. I made some tweets uh, in the past. I think just one really just a quote that I heard about like how housing and, and versus renting is getting closer than people think because of costs and just because of mobility. Really, it's just your preference. Mobility would be the thing for me. I don't really want to be buying a house anytime soon, probably not within the next seven to 10 years, or at least five to seven years. But if one day I decided, hey, I, I have a couple kids now, whatever I'm doing, I would actually like to have a home. And I'm not looking at it as much as an investment as just a home. Well, then yeah, I want to have some money in there and a decent amount of money in there for at least a down payment, uh, if not paying cash, whatever it might be at that point, depending on how long. So I, towards the middle of the year, I opened up a housing account, put $1,000 a month into that. There's 7K in that. I'm going to be having $30,000 into a retirement account. This is my first year with a retirement account. I actually just put $10,000 into Bitcoin. I don't care if you like Bitcoin. I don't care if you don't like Bitcoin. I'm putting that in there because I don't want more money in the market. I just personally don't need any more money in the market. I currently don't feel comfortable about buying rental properties right now, just in terms of having people actually pay their rent, at least for the next couple of months, maybe into the summer, once we have these vaccines rolled out, then I'll feel more comfortable. So instead of just having more money in my bank account that I didn't need, I don't care if I lose all $10,000, right? If Bitcoin goes to zero, something crazy happens, legislation comes in, the guy who invented Bitcoin comes back and takes all of his Bitcoins back. If anything crazy happens, I don't care. 
I don't care. If I lose all that, that's fine. So all the takes that are probably going to come in the comments like, ah, but Bitcoin, it's going to be going to this. You, you should buy more. All right, Sal, get out of Bitcoin. You're, you're buying at the top dollar. I got it at like 34000 I think. So it was at 40 this morning. I don't care. I'm going to be checking it like literally, hopefully just in five years and then we'll see what happens. But just wanted to put it somewhere, somewhere else other than my bank account that's not doing much for me at this point. And then other than that, yeah, just rental properties in the future is something that maybe that can be like a secondary channel. I just need another side hustle, right? Uh, this used to be my side hustle two years ago and I loved it and I still love it. I still love doing it, but now I just need another vice, right? I, I don't want to be continuously going towards this uh, when I don't really need to be doing more videos and more content and it, it, instead of just doing it just to fill time or not even fill time. I just want to be having another vice to go towards, whether it is a hobby, whether it is a, a side hobby that can potentially become a business, whatever it might be. And then there's a the taxes side of it, which I'm in talks with my account and stuff like that. We have, we have enough money set aside and we're all good. We basically, and I would recommend just keeping up with your taxes monthly, uh, if not weekly. So you don't have to worry at the end of the year. I ended up keeping up with it really almost daily. Whenever money came in, I have my Excel sheet kind of worked out. I don't use QuickBooks yet. I probably should. I feel like I'm a boomer already but I just use Excel and I kind of have everything just formula formulated out so that at the end of the month, I kind of know where all my taxes and money needs to be. And we're all set up with the account. But if you are a business owner out there, be sure to keep in touch with your taxes, especially if you want some money on DFS, you're probably going to be getting, depending on when you're watching this beginning of 2021 is when I'm recording this in January, you will probably be receiving some paperwork from DraftKings or FanDuel, wherever you are, if you indeed made a profit. So be sure you have that money set aside. So lessons learned. So this is what I want to talk about really. And some of the stuff that I ended up learning was it pays to save money and have no debt being prepared, right? So I listened to Dave Ramsey when I was coming out of college, I was able to pay off like 89,000 or something, $90,000 in debt in like 11 months or something like that from basically, I mean, obviously having increased revenue helps out too. But at that point I wasn't making this amount of money. I was, I made like $70,000, $80,000 last year. And I was able to pay it off earlier this year in like March, February, somewhere around there. But the reason why was I didn't go out. Like I eat out now pretty often or, or order some takeout and stuff like that and try and get as healthy food as I possibly can. But I, I don't really worry too much about it. But then I didn't, I did not eat out. I would be reluctant to even go on like any types of trips because of gas money, literally like just driving like two hours to see my cousin because of gas money, stuff like that. I was as balls to the wall as possible, just paying off debt because I just didn't want to have to be kind of at that point locked down to just going to a job I didn't want to like, you know, the whole cliche thing of a nine to five job that as a creative person, I felt like my creativity was just literally being sucked out of me there. Uh, I felt like I was staring at the clock or just refreshing email all the time. And that just sounds like a terrible way to live in my opinion. And if I had debt and at that debt level, if I had to pay a thousand dollars a month, it's really tough to get away from that. It's really tough to just not have to have that type of a job. Just have a part-time job or just mess around with some other stuff uh, when you don't have to pay a thousand dollars a month, which is literally a rent payment, if not more for some people, depending on where you live, it's an extra rent payment a month just towards your debt. And for me, that was student debt. Obviously, I don't think mortgages are bad debt, but like car debt, credit card debt, that's a lot of bad debt that you should be having. And just the ability to be free because you don't have debt is one beautiful thing. You don't have to make a lot of money. As long as you don't have debt, you're not paying those bills elsewhere. If you make $1,000 a month, but you're not paying anything towards debt and your rent is only $400 a month, $500 a month, depending on where you live. Yeah. You get to keep an extra $500 a month, right? That's, that's pretty damn good. You can stay on your toes from that. You can do whatever job you want to do at that point. We don't have to get too deep into the whole, oh, but you got to buy groceries and all that stuff. You get, you get the whole premise of it. So yeah, saving money and just being prepared for stuff, having an emergency fund, because when the pandemic hit, I never felt, and this is somewhat of a privileged standpoint to be coming from, but also a standpoint of just being prepared for stuff, right? I never felt in a situation that I was going to have to like close up shop on the internet stuff. The expenses were low in the first place, but I just never felt, I would say like threatened by it, which again, a privileged standpoint. I completely understand that. I know that there's people struggling out there, but I also credit that to, I mean, people like Dave Ramsey and creators that just kind of got me on the point of just, okay, something's going to happen eventually. Like the crises are going to continue to happen. And if it's not a worldwide pandemic, it could be a crisis in your life, right? It could be as simple as a car breaking down. And you now have to pay an extra $5,000 for a new car that you don't have just in your bank account. So having money aside is in my opinion, very important. I actually have two years of expenses aside. That is very high. Most people will tell you three to six months. I personally, 
wouldn't have anything less than six to 12 months in there, in my opinion, especially after this year. But as a creator with an online business and, and probably going to be having to be paid pretty soon now once I'm off my dad's health insurance, probably going to have to be paying health insurance soon. I just want two years, right? Because if I've said this in the past, but if one year goes by, I could probably, right? After six months goes by, if something was to happen, if the internet shut down, I could probably find something new and build it up within like a year, uh, maybe a year and a half. But once six months comes by, now you're stressed and you have to put some of your time towards looking for a new job just in case something doesn't happen. And now all your attention isn't there. So for me, two years of expenses, that's just my opinion. I'd rather be safe than sorry. And I'd rather have more time and more cushion to figure out the next path if I ever had to, just sort of an insurance policy for my creativity or whatever you want to say about that. And then this is probably the biggest lesson I learned this year is just that life is much more about work and money. Last year, I was working probably 80 hours a week to lift this thing off the ground and really the year before that as well. And I think that that is needed, but I probably wasn't going to be stopping that this year unless this pandemic happened. It forced me to kind of focus on other things that mattered more, whether it was because I just didn't have as much work to do during the, the middle of the pandemic when a lot of sports stopped or just once I started to become a lot more lonely. Yes, I experienced a lot of mental health. I still do like up until this day. So mental health, loneliness, sadness, things like that, anxiety, depression, all those things. I think it's important to talk about that. I think it's important to have open communications with the people that you love, even strangers to talk about that too. That's why I opened up my DMs for anybody else that was dealing with it because yeah, I mean, when you're isolated and I personally don't live that close to any of my friends or family where I currently am located, which is potentially something that will be changing. I'll talk about my goals in a second. You do start to become isolated, right? And when you don't have those same relationships, which are so important in life and you don't have as much physical and outside of Zoom, you don't have that physical uh, relationship with people, actually seeing them in person, going on stuff, high-fiving, dabbing people up, having drinks, kicking back, relaxing, maxing all cool, all that stuff. Yeah, it does become sad. So it really did make me realize just how important, how important just relationships are in your life and how just meaningless when it comes to it. Like you work for comfortability, right? You work to actually be comfortable, to have a roof over your head, to be able to afford health insurance, whatever it might be. You work for comfortability. I'm very grateful that I get to do something that I love, but I'm very much so noticing just the whole spirituality of it, reading some books. I can give some recommendations on my Instagram in the highlights. I, I put pretty much put up like probably at this point, 80 or 90% of the books that I've read. Mental health, your family and friends, those things are all connected together, right? Relationships are connected together. As humans, we are not meant to be isolated. And this year, really like for like seven, eight months, for most of it, I was isolated, trying to actually travel a little bit more now that restrictions are, are lessening, trying to get out of nature more, trying to do stuff with friends much more, book some trips, see people, maybe move closer to them upcoming in 2021. So yes, 2020 taught me that lesson that life is just much, 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 much more than money and work. Trust me, I ended up making, as you can see, a good amount of money this year. I don't give a shit, honestly, about any of it. I like what I'm thinking about is just long term. How much can I get into retirement? Stuff like that so that I can take advantage of how much money that I'm making now because you never know what tomorrow brings. I don't actually care about spending stuff on, I don't know, I, I don't really go on like too many trips. I don't go on any extravagant stuff. I don't really buy too much clothes outside of the fellas merch, right? But I don't really do too much of that stuff. So it doesn't really matter to me, right? That whole, I have a book right here called Stumbling Upon Happiness. And it's like the whole cliche thing. I'm looking at it right now. It's a good book by Daniel Gilbert. Another book called The Daily Stoic. These are some good books by Ryan Holiday. He also has stillness is key. These are good books to read if you want to learn more about just like spirituality or just kind of coping or just kind of being alone with your thoughts and actually using that as a superpower. And I like it. They really create some uh, creativity and positivity. But there's definitely no way that money buys quote unquote happiness. Money will buy you comfortability 100%. And that comfortability, if you're in a good spot in your life, can bring you some happiness. You can go on some trips. You can afford to eat out some, right? But then that all becomes kind of numb. So yeah, it's the whole cliche thing, but it's definitely true out there. Don't be chasing any type of money. That's definitely what I did for the first year or two just to get out of debt. I opened up one day to my girlfriend. I, I think it's pretty dangerous to be that like 60, 70 year old man that has no family talks to no friends. And I don't think I'm going down this path, but I think it's just a pretty dark thought, no family, no friends, but he's got a billion dollars in the bank. 
that is a pretty terrible, terrible life. I'd rather have $1,000 in the bank and be surrounded by so, so, so many of your friends and family and health and all that type of stuff. I think one big thing that helped me was eliminating social media from my phone. It's kind of tough to have Twitter off of my phone because I make NBA projections daily. And when guys get ruled out, I need to be notified of that. But I've been trying to have that off of my phone, but I don't keep Instagram on my phone unless I need to post a story because you can only do it through mobile. I don't keep Facebook on my phone. I haven't had Facebook on my phone in like two years. That's just a, a pretty bad melting pot for just seeing all political news that you don't want to see and people's takes on it. I don't have anything really on my phone, LinkedIn, like Twitter, sometimes just for NBA news, but that has really helped in a major way. Other than that, I just Snapchat some of my friends. If you count that as a social media, other than that, I just text some of my friends. That's about it. And I cannot tell you how much that has helped. Not only just like mental health wise, unconsciously probably, but just in general, like, I mean, you're just not seeing negative shit nonstop on your phone. And you're also not just having to like, whenever I post something on Twitter, there's a very good chance that somebody's going to be adding a sarcastic remark or just a pure like asshole remark. So I found a setting on Twitter that just says, if I don't follow you, I don't get to see any of your stuff. And that stuff has really helped. So that, that's just another thing. That's a small thing that personally, I don't know if that's going to help many people. It's probably tough for many people because so many people are addicted to social media, probably including myself at this point, still trying to get away from that. But yeah, just not having the apps on your phone. It is insane how much clarity. And when you look at your phone, you're like, oh shit, I spent two and a half hours on Twitter today. Like that just sounds terrible. At the end of the day, when you're like, hey, what'd you do today? What was the best part of your day to your friends, or your significant other, or your family members? What was the best part of your day? And you're like, eh, well, I didn't do anything today. And then you look at your screen time and it's like, oh, I spent two hours on Twitter. I spent an hour on Instagram. I spent an hour on Facebook. You spent five hours of your waking life on uh, probably more than that on screens, but just on social media accounts in general, where the far majority of the stuff that you're seeing is either fake, one, two, angry people, right? You're, you're just in toxic arguments or you're looking at toxic, toxic arguments and people that you will never meet. So like people that actually, in terms of if they're meaningful to you, yes, there's people on social media. And if I follow you, you probably are meaningful to me in terms of, I just appreciate the work that you're doing. I appreciate the help that you've given me in this industry. You're one of my real life friends. But outside of that, you're probably talking to people that you're never going to meet in your life and they're never going to do a goddamn thing for you. So yeah, just kind of realizing that stuff uh, was pretty crazy. The social dilemma probably brought that out the most, that documentary that of course is going to be a little bit over the top, but uh, very good documentary in my opinion. So yeah, that's another thing. Reading books continues to be a superpower. I continue to read books, reading a lot on spirituality just gives me uh, honestly some really good mental clarity and just allows me to make more decisions, allows me to take pretty crazy actions that I probably would never have taken. We'll talk about that in my goals. So right now I'm reading principles. I don't think it's that much of a spirituality book, but it's pretty good so far. It's a long book, but yes, for anybody that has any type of, okay, Sal, how can I potentially start my own business? How can I start getting on the right track? Just go over my Instagram. Those are the books that I've read so far. I said like 80% of them, definitely some are missing, but those books have basically framed my mindset. If you can actually read the stories and have to skip through the 40, 50, 60, 70 years in some situations that it took these authors to get to the mindset that they're at, and you can get that by just spending a couple of days or a couple of weeks reading a book. Yeah, that is absolutely dynamite. Why would you not want to do that? I'm just so eager to learn nonstop. And every time that you think your mind gets calmed and it just opens itself up to a flood of ideas every time you read, at least in my opinion. So that's another lesson learned. And it's honestly just a continuation of something that I have learned is just how powerful reading books are. Now I want to get to just 2021 goals quickly, and then we can kind of close up this quote unquote business vlog. Again, hopefully if you're still here, you're enjoying it. But the 2021 goals that I have are growth, but a very big caveat on growth. Obviously, I don't want the channel to lose subscribers. I don't want the channel to flatline. I want to continue to be creative in so many different areas. I think we were able to do that this year, adding new segments, adding some vlogs, adding some other stuff when it comes to just simple stuff like thumbnails, layouts. I want to continue to be creative, both within the fantasy space, right? Creating new videos, new concepts, new logos, new just anything, right? And then also outside of it, collaborations, but also outside of it too. Find some other paths like I was touching on earlier to try and find some side hustle stuff. But then a big piece of the growth is not fixating on a number. Last year, I was definitely trying to fixate on a number, right? Hey, I want to hit 30 
35,000. I want to hit 30,000 subscribers. I think my goal was like 35, which we just basically hit like to the day. I want to hit 35,000 subscribers. I want to get this amount of views per video. I want to get this many views in general. I want to make this one's money. No, like I want growth. I like growth. I don't want to go backwards. If we go backwards, it's not that big of a deal if it's a little bit depending on the year, right? But I want growth to happen, but I do not want to fixate on a number. So that's my number one goal for the business growth in the business, but not fixate on a goal because you get too wrapped up in that goal then, right? You get too wrapped up in a number. You get too wrapped up whether that's money on view counts. And if you don't hit a certain, if you miss a certain amount of view counts by a hundred views, you start to become sad and depressed and whatever it might be. It actually affects your mood, affects your day. That's, 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 it doesn't matter. It's just views. It's just numbers. None of that shit matters, right? As long as people that are watching your content, appreciate you enough to support you in some way, appreciate you enough to actually watch the content. That's all you need. If you have people that are watching, it doesn't matter if there's an extra hundred people that are watching for three minutes or not, right? Other stuff for the business, just like actually uh, going down into it, the nitty gritty, completing the word site, WordPress website to just get off of the Patreon. Uh, the Patreon has some limitations. I think Patreon's great. If you're a creator starting out, if you're a smaller scale creator, once you start making a, a large amount of money on Patreon, they obviously take that same 5%. I think now it's 10% or 8% if you're signing up. So it's even worse. But if you're just starting out, it, it's technically free, right? You don't have to pay a monthly. You do, they just take a portion of what you're making indirect and direct costs. So if you make $100, they take 5%. They're going to take five. You make $1,000, they're going to take 50. So there's no upfront cost. So that's why it's easy. But the WordPress site, there's a lot that you actually have to figure out. You might have to find a web designer and they're probably going to charge you. Then you have to figure out some more stuff from that. You have to pay for a membership price, which is a couple hundred dollars, right? So at least you don't need any upfront costs. They just take as you go. But as you start to become a lot larger, you don't have to get off of it. But there are some limitations that I do not like about Patreon. Um, and I've probably discussed those in the past, like how they do payment processing, some other stuff that I would like to do. I would like to have weekly passes, daily passes on there, and just some other obvious upsides that WordPress allows you to do. Put in some charts, APIs, all that type of stuff. Another thing that I like is just, you know, uh, trying to increase the personalities on this channel. We added Dylan Bird, his prop betting video this year. People think he was my friend. I mean, yeah, we're definitely acquaintances and friends now, but he was, uh, he reached out to me like on a cold email. He's from Penn State, so he gets a, a pretty big advantage there. If he wasn't, I don't know if I would have answered, to be honest with you. But yeah, he's from Penn State, and uh, yeah, he reached out and we ended up hooking something up, and then he did some really good work. So I gave him an opportunity to go on a show, and he's been crushing it. He's been great with the player prop stuff. The videos have been really nice. He's always on time. He's good at working. Yeah, the kid's great. So I want to be finding more stuff like that, maybe doing some collab shows with my friends just for fun. I think it's a nice way to create a content. I think it's a nice way to give you guys a different taste of content. It's fun for me. That's the biggest thing. Like, if I can just have on here a couple of my buddies, or even if they're doing their own show, or just me and a couple of my buddies doing a betting show, doing a show about DFS, doing a show about literally whatever the fuck they want to do a show about, as long as it has good volume, good microphones, it has good lighting, it just looks good. As long as it looks good and it doesn't sound like shit or anything like that, the personalities of my friends, I think, would absolutely crush it. And giving them a platform that we have here now on this channel to actually show that off, I think, is something that seems like a lot of fun to me. And just, I think it would be a ton of fun to create with them. And just in general, other people in this industry that I think I would like to collaborate a little bit more with that I have either in the past or I want to as we move forward into 2021. Another goal would be to find a new side hustle, whether that's real estate later in the year, whether it's a new content field in another type of a channel and business, whatever it might be. Definitely want to be staying consistent and doing more of the vlogs, always getting positive feedback on those. The last vlog got like almost 7,000 views, which might not sound like a lot, but it's not specific. It's not specific to fantasy sports and things like that. Normally, I would consider a vlog to get like 2,000 views to be pretty average and decent. 7,000 views is pretty damn good, especially when you consider that our audience size is like 35,000 people. We're not working with an audience size of like 100,000 people. So, and my content is not vlogs. That was my fourth ever vlog. So that actually shot my expectations out. So just finding a new side hustle, obviously hobbies like learning golf and trying to learn golf this year, learning some other hobbies are also a benefit in my personal life that I want to be trying to get better at and also find hobbies like that. But if we're just talking about like business wise and where my time goes there and energy, finding a new side hustle and then some other stuff. So this is going to be pretty interesting. Me and my girlfriend have talked about moving to new cities every three months for 2021 and maybe even beyond that. And three months is just a number that it's small enough that we might actually, or we, we feel like we can actually do that, right? If it's six months to a year, you have to lock in. It's like, ah, do we want to be there that long? But we're just going to look into Airbnbs. We, we, might, we might only say a month, but it's pretty important. Our families live in totally different sides of the country, Texas and the Northeast, totally different sides of the country. So being able to actually 
actually be centrally located to them, doesn't really benefit. It's still like a three-hour plane ride either way if we're like smack dab in the middle of both of them. It's not driving distance. Much of our friends aren't around where we are currently right now in North Carolina. So being able to, you know, maybe go and live in New York City for two months. I've always wanted to live in New York City at some point before I uh, leave from this earth. I would love to go and live in New York City. So whether that's just for a month or that's for three months, I think that that's fantastic. Going and being able to live uh, by my girlfriend's parents in Texas. They're great people. They live in a great area. I would love to be able to go there for X amount of months, right? And it's just so much easier to say, hey, we could do this for two or three months. We could actually do it instead of saying, hey, we could do this for a year. And then you actually have to be there the entire year, which in some of these locations would be fine, but you don't get to do as much of that stuff as quickly, right? We've always wanted to see Denver. At least I have. And I think my girlfriend has as well from what she said, going to Denver for two months, right? This all seems pretty doable now that Airbnbs are as easy as they are. They're also pretty cheap at this point, but as easy as they are, they come furnished, right? Just got to bring my equipment, some clothes, and we're good to go. Obviously, we're in very fortunate situations. My girlfriend works remotely. I work remotely. We don't have any kids or anything like that holding us down. We don't have all that many expenses right now. It's still pretty fresh out of college with limited to no student debt. So yeah, I think that it's something that's an idea that excites me. And it's something that just touching on earlier, how being loneliness in an area where there's not that many people you know, for the most part, I think that it's pretty important to stop that. I want to turn that around, be around people that I know, whether it's just, I have a couple of friends in Denver and we're just there for a month or two. Well, that's fine. It's a totally new experience. You're experiencing the city. Everything is brand new to you. That type of excitement, that type of just ideas that come from there, forming new relationships, uh, upside for the business as well. Just moving around, meeting new people, especially in some sites like Denver where sports betting is legal. And there's a lot of people in the space over there, but it just really does excite me to be able to move around, move around every couple of months, move around monthly if we wanted to, right? It just opens up a whole new idea and a whole new kind of appreciation for what you can do, appreciation for traveling and just having the ability to do that would be something that's really cool. So I want to make sure that we're able to do that this year and relatively soon, hopefully. And going along with that hand in hand, my final couple of goals are more time and really the last goal, more time, as Drake said, in the wise words of Aubrey Graham, Drizzy Drake, Champagne Poppy, more time for family and friends. And then if you know the rest of that, more life, but more time for family and friends. Yes. I mean, that's kind of been the concept of all this. This was probably the number one year as it was for a lot of people in their lives because of the pandemic and everything. And this is from somebody that actually came from a situation where I didn't lose a business, right? I didn't lose any loved ones, at least knock on wood right now from this pandemic or anything like that. And I still felt extremely sad at times. I still felt extremely lonely at times that it was never anything that was serious, but yes, these things have hit me and they still continue to hit me because we're still going through this, right? We're still in isolation periods. We're still in situations where you can't really go out and meet any new people, especially if you're somebody like me who works remote, uh, very difficult to meet new people if you're not working in an office. So the appreciation for having more time for family and more time for friends, making an effort to go see them using any profits from this business and setting a good amount aside for literally just a, a fund and a budget and an envelope of money that says visit family X amount of times, right? Monthly, even right now, whatever it might be, visit friends, check in on friends. So that's something that I'll leave off with this. Just more time for family and friends, more life, check in on your friends, check in on your family members, shoot them a text. Hey, this might sound like it's coming out of the blue, but I just want to make sure how your mental is doing. How's your mindset right now? How are you feeling right now? I know this is a rough past year. How are you holding up? You have no idea. Trust me. I have known people, not too deeply personally, thankfully, but sadly at the same time, I have known people that have been as normal as it possibly seems, quote unquote normal. Nobody's normal. It's actually good to not be normal in my opinion. Always question the status quo. It will get you far in life in my opinion. But man, oh man, I have known some people that are, everything seems to be going, the most happy-go-lucky people, and then those people end up you seeing reports and just text from friends and seeing stuff on Facebook that those people actually took their lives. You never know. So always check in on your friends. This is not me saying that I'm in any type of situation like that. Trust me, I'm all good, but you never know about your friends and stuff like that. So just always check in on your boys. If this is a girl watching this, just always checking on your girls. If whoever is watching this, however you self-identify, check in on your friends and family. So thank you so much. This is the recap for the 2020 business year. And there's obviously a lot of other stuff in this because that's just what I am. I'm not going to just be one firm. We're going to come in here. We're going to talk accounting. We like to talk about that a little bit because I think people are actually pretty interested to say, oh wait, you can make this type of money doing what you're doing on YouTube. Well, 
I mean, it's not just YouTube. YouTube is the platform that allows me to do it. You can see YouTube only paid me $16,000. I probably wouldn't be able to do this if it was just YouTube. But it's the platform that that allows you to take it to, right? YouTube is the platform and then it sickles down to some other stuff. And hopefully you have some other revenue streams that you can take advantage of. You set them up. So hopefully this helps you if you're a small scale creator, if you're a large scale creator, if you're just any type of creator for a company, you want to see this, it's interesting to you. And hopefully it helps you if you're somebody that's been dealing with, which I assume, honestly, a far majority of people watching this, probably maybe even the majority. I've been dealing with some sort of mental health issues this year in the past, whatever it might be. If you need anybody to reach out to, you can reach out to me on Twitter. Happy to talk to any of you. If you need any book recommendations, books, again, no matter what the subject is, whether it is uh, paying off debt, whether it is learning personal finance, whether it is learning about YouTube, whether it is learning about your mental health, learning about relationships, whatever it is, those types of books that I've read have made me feel so much more confident in that category that I felt like I was either struggling in or just wanted to know more about and actually be on a level playing field where I can talk about it and understand what was happening so yeah be sure to read books man it is a goddamn superpower as boring as it might seem get some audible then get the audiobooks that read it to you those are good i prefer physical books but both of them are good i use both so thank you so much for tuning into the 2020 business vlog breakdown hopefully hopefully we're still here 2021 we can crack through that even if we even if we have a loss even if we don't profit somehow right i think we're already going to profit based on january's numbers uh, unless some expenses come out of nowhere but even if we don't profit we'll still be here uh hopefully i can do these monthly maybe quarterly i'll do reviews instead and then at the end of the year if you guys like that but if you made it all the way through let me know in the comment section if you have any questions just let me know i appreciate you all in advance thank you so much i'm gonna go hit the gym before i have to do a 10 a.m live stream peace out gang appreciate you and i'll see you all in the next one